my brain knew I was calling you, but then I heard the high pitched voice, and I'm like, um, but uh, like by half a second, I'm like, uh, sorry, wrong number. You want me for pillow? Housekeeping. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we got another shorty episode. We're going to finish up the uh, Moon Knight series. So, we're going to be basically covering everything uh, episode, well, as much as we can of episodes four, five, and six in the shorter um, uh, format of, of the podcast, just trying to get a little bit more uh, episodes out there and kind of cover some things as they're happening as opposed to waiting, um, you know, weeks or months in between. It's all so, about size with us. Yes. Smaller is better. Um, in this in this case. It's the it's motion more, of the, the moon on the ocean. It's more know. frequent. It's more frequent. There we go. No matter where there the moon is. The tide is rolling. I don't know. I um, and I'm moving up. I was breaking into Blondie, sorry. Yeah, anyways, I'm going to cut the I'm going to cut the tangents off right Moving on. Right now, just shorty. I'm just going to save those tangents for the longies. Um anyways, so we're going to be kind of talking about what our takes were on this this series and I guess let us know uh I haven't been saying the Monty and Mickey email address m o n t y a n d m i c k e y at gmail.com or comment on uh, the Facebook page or however you listen to this and just let us know what you're thinking of these shorter episodes. I think, and obviously I'm biased and Mickey's biased, but I think this has worked out pretty well as far as the three episodes. And I think we'll probably end up doing a similar format for Kenobi. Right. Is that what you were thinking, Mickey? Yeah, because like you said, these series are not what they once were where there was 30 episodes or more. Uh, there's six to eight, and I mean, if there's upwards of eight or ten, maybe we'll you know divide it into thirds or, or maybe five episodes. But, and it, it also depends on how much is going on and and yeah. how geeked we are by it. Like I really like this show because of the psychological aspect. This Moon Knight episode or series, but um, the first three episodes there was enough going on, but it wasn't it wasn't overwhelming as far as the overall storyline. Right. So that's why we felt that we didn't need to break it down into individuals and, and just for time constraint reasons for us and for anyone listening it, to go over each individual episode seems like a little bit of overkill. Right. You know, there's guys that do this for a living and they're putting out a YouTube video hours after the episode drops. Right. And they're, they're you know, covering almost. every single episode. We're definitely not at that point, And I don't think, you want to hear us talk about how the one guy tied his shoelace a certain way and what that means for the MCU right. and get into that detail level of I, detail. But I don't think yeah. we want to, us to, to no, us do no, that. I don't. Yeah. I don't have the energy or the time. So anyways, right. um, but yeah, so basically at the end of episode three, coming into episode four, I think, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong on this Mickey, cause I, and I, I, don't know for sure what what episode do you know what episode they ended where they wake up basically in the the same asylum or whatever i think you're right i think the end of episode three yeah i think i think i just read the synopsis and you know i could be wrong because it kind of blurs into each other but i believe that's how they ended that because they wanted these next 
these final three episodes to focus more on on his madness or his psychosis and um, dealing with what's reality and what's not and going back and forth between the institution and and you know being in Egypt or wherever. Yeah, and I and so I guess so in either way, end of episode three or end of episode four. Basically, the gist of it is that Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Grant, they are they are realizing they didn't they did already knew that each other existed like through mirrors and everything else. But really, I think that's when it comes like very very they they're very very aware of each other and in this space that's like inside of his head or in like a weird uh, realm before death, before you move on to the afterlife and it, this whole Egyptian mythology. And the, you have this hippo that's kind of driving the ship to bring them to. So I think this is like, like you said, basically that tipping point. See what I did there? There's a, you know, nice. scale and tipping point. Scale um, reference. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, how they decide if you basically go to have their version of heaven or hell is if your scales balance um, for the good deeds you did, I guess. But anyways, I guess. Yeah. Cause I think, I think it was episode. I, the order of events are they, they figure out that they're in this, like that they're dead. They're in this you know, hospital for the insane. And each one of them, because they both are kind of, oblivious to the other's lives they start to peel back the doors really open the doors and see the portions of each other's life that the other person was in control if that makes sense and and during all this and as you're saying it evolves through the three episodes you you, you kind of go back and forth doing this during all this it's discovered that Stephen grant the actual name comes from the show they grew up watching Tomb Buster. Yes. So that's where that Stephen Grant alter actually came from. Mark Spector actually invented this personality, it turns out, um, to deal with the things that we'll probably discuss a little further as far as his home life and all that. Right. Which I think you were alluding to. But just to get everybody's head on straight and my own, really. Why start now, man? Really? (laughs) People are going to be disappointed if we get our heads on now. Monty, um, it's a, 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 a <laughs> Harry Potter reference, right? Um, really poorly executed. Um, <laughs> oh, our heads aren't on straight, that makes sense. Spectre is the prime, if you will, the original personality that the person who exists who existed first, right? right. Yep. Steven is alternate. They, they call them alters. It used to be uh, one of the, they just used to refer to them as split personalities, but now that the, the term that is used in psychology is alter. Okay. So he's, we're, and, and I, I guess I didn't realize this, but there's actually a third one, but we'll get to that in a little bit. That's way at the end that you find that out. Actually, I mean, I, I read about it early on, so I knew about okay. it in the comics and stuff. But yeah, they, they don't allude to it in this series until way at the end. So, so it makes sense then when they have to go through this whole thing on the ship and they're 
going through the sands of Egypt that Mark is the one who, when the heart is whole, that he's the one who gets to go to the field of wheat and all this stuff. Because as much as Stephen is a part of him, it was a coping mechanism that he created. So it's like, I, I guess the way that I would describe it is like, Stephen exists, but he's not really the primary, you know, universe one, whatever you want to call it, individual. So right, right. Mark Spector is the original, the the home, the base personality, yeah. and um, as we learn, he had a troubled childhood because he lost his younger brother. Right, and he that- blamed. I think he partially blamed himself, but oh, for sure, because he was so young. He probably and I, and I and I don't know for sure. I mean, this is going out on a limb a little bit. I think he would have been able to deal with it better if his mom was able to deal with it better. Oh God, there's no doubt about that. I mean, so that's like one hundred and one. We see that in in these these episodes is that really Mark's mom is the reason why he has this uh, multiple personality disorder because. He was basically constantly being reminded, and like even to the point where she's like, "I wish he would have. I wish you would have died instead of him." And you were always, you know, doing it. Like she's just so fixated, and like she's herself going through a complete mental breakdown about everything that's going on. Yeah, she even becomes a bit of an alcoholic at some point, and everything. Right. I mean, and you this this story is fairly common, at least like. You even saw it in Stand By Me, um, where Will Wheaton's character, he lost his older brother and his mom just always uh, accused him. And, you know, and, and the father basically said, we wish you would have been the one who got, got, you know, was had passed. And that's what's going on. Like you said, he lost his little brother. That's that's going to be a horrific, um, catastrophic event for any little boy anyway, because they went into a cave. They shouldn't have done it, but he was a child. They made they both made a decision to go in there and yeah, he's the older brother. So whatever. But. So he felt guilt anyway that uh, understandably anyone's going to feel. But like you said, his mom just visit, like verbally abused him for the rest of his life about it and just could never let go and put all the blame on onus on him. And I mean, that's that that has catastrophic events on any human psyche. And that and that's that's where we that's how you he creates this alter ego who was happy, go lucky and then loved his mom and thought they had a great relationship. Because that was his escape mechanism, and that's that's what people right. do in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, he was able to cope through the personality of Steve. And I think that it was even – I mean, I don't know that they showed it, but it was pretty heavily implied that it was even physical abuse that his mom was yep. on him. They, they actually and, come out and say that, yeah. I mean, well, there's, there's a part where when Stephen and Mark as adults are going into these different doors to find out what's going on as they're trying to deal with their past so that they can even balance those scales – Cause that's, that's what uh, the hippo, I can't remember her name or pronounce it. Yeah, I forget her. Yeah. Tawarde or something like that. Anyway, that's, I just slaughtered it. But she, she says that you guys have to figure out your stuff before these will balance. And then your souls can go to, you know, to the afterlife that everybody wants to go to. But um, as they open these doors, there's one where, where I think uh, Mark or Mark pulls Steven back when mom was about to do some ass whooping on yeah. Mark because of her. And like you say, she be, started becoming alcoholic. She, she just never moved on from her son dying and she took it out on her other son. And 
that has that has catastrophic impacts on anybody involved. So, well, it's pretty and, heavy and, stuff. And like you said, because Stephen was able to be that personality that wasn't aware of what happened, wasn't aware of the that was his escape. You know, yeah. he was he was a, that that personality. You know, so basically up till this point, and 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 then we see, like I said, the whole situation with Stephen basically saving Mark from the like underworld ghouls or whatever that were trying to pull them off the boat. Yep. Um, and then Mark comes back for Steven, puts the heart back in his hand, and then they become whole or whatever, and they're able to... Well, because Mark was given the opportunity once once they had dealt with the stuff and, the, and um, Steven had fallen off the boat and been frozen in the sand as, as it happens to souls that are you know, never um, become just or, or whole. Um, Cause that's the problem. Both of them had like partial souls or whatever. Once they had dealt with all this stuff, Steven fell off. Then it was like, okay, Mark is back to just being himself, just by himself. And he, he's dealt with this stuff. He was going to be off to the, I can't remember what it's called where, you know, just golden fields of, of wheat and paradise. Just paradise. Happened, yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and, and he said, no, I, he he decided to to give all that up so he could go save Steven and try to unfreeze him and and all that. So it was it was kind of a heroic yet twisted act where he's trying to save his other personality. Yeah, right. And and it's yeah. So I think basically up to this point, and then you and this have... is this is throughout all three. We're not talking about one individual. Uh, episode when we say all yeah. this, we're just kind of summing up the whole thing. From what I understand, basically, it, ba- episode four and five, they're dealing with all this, and at the end of episode five or beginning of episode six is when Mark and Steven actually come back to life through that door or whatever, and the hippo even helps them. As individuals. Know. Well... I mean, that's how they make it seem, obviously. Yeah, right. As individuals, but then they go back to one. But so I guess, but you bring up a good point. So in my mind, in my mind, um, (laughs) Mark and Steven are reality is when they're in that pyramid, when they wake up, when they get shot and when they wake up. Right. Everything that happened with the hippo. And, and again, we talk about these different planes of reality and everything. So it was happening, but it was happening in like a weird in-between purgatory situation. So this hippo exists in normal earth life reality, but especially Egyptian philosophy. Yeah. So she, she's able to, you know, help them get back. And then Mark and Steven take the opportunity to, let Conchu, right? That's yep. the yep. the moon knight, the, the, the guy that the, the, the bird head, the bird head god. Yep, yep. That they basically he's able to get his powers back, and and they bring him back to life essentially. Yeah, they, yep. They bring him back. To, he he comes back to life and gets those powers back, but they kind of renegotiate the deal with help um, from, with help from Mark Spector's, um, you know, somewhat estranged wife Layla, right. Right. So then Layla, it, when all this is a kind of a simultaneously going on, she f- she's able to follow them back to that primary pyramid or whatever where 
Yep. Um, do you know what the the basically evil deity? What were they called? What was she called? The crocodile uh, lady. No, I don't remember her name. That uh, Ethan Hawke's name was Hollow. Okay. So so he he's able to take that um, what what he he had gotten from Mark Anthony actually, ironically enough. Um, and and bring back to life this god that essentially the crux of it is she judges souls before they even commit crimes, and that's his whole shtick is he's not going to wait for somebody to commit a crime. It's kind of like what is that Minority Report or even I, mean, I get the feeling of like um, what they tried to do in uh, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, where they're basically going to kill people before they kill people. Right. Um, it's it's that philosophy that goes completely against what Kanchu had, where he's basically punishing people for things that they do wrong, whereas this deity is is beating them to the punch and like we know you're going to your balance your scales aren't going to balance, so we're going to kill you now. And take your soul to the afterlife or whatever. So there's this big battle. And I, and I really like the way, I mean, just the cinematography and the angles of, of how they were showing them fight and everything. But I think my favorite, like you could make it a background and on a computer, is when Ethan Hawke's character and Moon Knight, uh, Stephen and Mark, are coming down like Ethan Hawke is coming down the side of the pyramid and Moon Knight's coming up the, the, the pyramid and then they rotate the view. So it looks like they're, you know, on a parallel or like on a level plane. And I, I just, that, that image and like everything that kind of goes along with that, it just really, it helps to not only just kind of convey that where, where there's like, that going on, and Kanchu and the alligator lady are fighting in a basically what is a, you know, what do they call it, a kaiju battle? You know, yep. these big, yep. larger than life. It's hard to and, pronounce those words, so I, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, I think they said it in um, in uh, the Suicide Squad when there's the big, like he says, we got kaiju's now, the big oh, starfish. Yeah. Um, yep. I think that's what they call them. Is like these larger than you know, just giants that are, you know, anyways, Godzilla, those types of King Kong. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's just a cool kind of, they're mirroring each other of what they're doing. And it's, it's a, it's this weird thing though, because, because you hear them all the time and, and not to mention Layla's actually able to become an avatar for the hippo God. So she's also after being offered it by Kanchu, even even Kanchu. Yep, she turns. Yeah, she turns down Kanchu, and the hippo god takes basically is using her as an avatar to fight these minions of the other one. So she can so she can help save Stephen and Mark essentially. Right, and so you've got all this going on, and it's just it's just really cool to see. I mean, and it's obviously a season finale, so they're going to go out with Bang. But I, I think that somewhat what was lacking for me, at least, you got to see this cool transition, and then you got to see, especially in the earlier episodes, like Moon Knight transforming to Moon Knight, and then you cut away, and then he cut back, and he's just pounding the 
crap out of somebody on the floor. But to actually see his fighting style and like how, you know, like the the different ways that he fights in in this supernatural weird way. But it was so like, it was like if Batman actually had superpowers, you know? And we've talked about that before, about how this is kind of like a direct competitor of Batman back in the day. But like, it was just a cool, like the way that he fought was just a, I, I don't know. It just, it was, it answered some questions and we got to see more of that, which I think was somewhat lacking in the earlier episodes. All right. I mean, they, the, it all led up to this final battle scene with all these different gods and everything going on. And, and it was essentially good versus evil. Like you said, even though Kanchu could have been considered evil the way he was, but even though he was kind of cast off from all the other gods, he was always trying to kill off the bad people. So he, essentially he had good intentions always, but yeah, this, these final battle scenes were pretty impressive with all the different uh, fighting styles and everything. And I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just the aesthetics of it, but I've always liked the like superhero with these long wings. Like I love the look of Falcon. I love the look of um, uh, Vulture. I, I just, I don't know about what, what's about it, but I just, I think that that's such a cool trait to have. So when well, they're, they're almost like, angel or godlike you know yeah it, yeah it sets it's them like, apart because obviously they're superheroes with these majestic wings you know representing even yeah and so i i just i thought that was i just like that she gets these powers and then she has these like big long wings and they're you know can protect people with it but during this fight what happens and i i thought that this whole blackout situation that happened actually at the beginning of the series was just Mark Spector kicking ass. Oh, what we really find out is it's the third alter ego. And what is the name of that guy? Do you remember Jake, Jake Longley? He's a New York cab driver. Is it Jake Longley or Jake Lockley? Jake Lockley. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm thinking of an old ex bowl Chicago bowl player. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, out well we find out in the end credit scenes so i mean you you know something's up because both of them kind of be like did you do that right you you see him kind of you know disperse from all this and and that kanchu agrees to give them up and so they are out of his power now and then it's just kind of coming to the finality of it where they're back in his apartment and everything's fine hunky-dory and then all of a sudden it flashes back to to Ethan Hawke's character um, being hauled away from the mental institute in a limo. And, and then this altar of Mark and Steven, Jake Lock- Lockley turns around. And as you were saying, yeah, speaking in Spanish, he's just, it's a, a completely separate personality. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just an interesting. So, so then the question that I have is this, I've, the the whole situation with Mark and Steven in that insane asylum, was that at all real or was that completely within Mark's mind? I, I believe that it was Harold having his effect on him, trying to okay. convince him and trying to weed him out of the picture. Um, so I you mean, think that he had an influence on him? Well, and and kind I, of... 
I well because he's trying to you know elim- convince him that oh he's just mad he's crazy and that that would eliminate him from you know stopping what Harold wants to be doing, right. um, which is ultimate control obviously. Um, but I mean it's interesting because it also helps Mark and Stephen kind of deal with what's going on with themselves. The funny thing is when they're in the institution, you see all these reminders of where they've been, which is a pretty good a dead giveaway as to what what is reality there's all these souvenirs and and ancient um ruins and and um antiques and stuff that are sitting there so that's just proof that the reality is as you said the egyptian part but um it all is testament to the fact that he's dealing with a serious psychological disorder and um so that's why he's easily convinced that huh you're just making all this up which is what harold wants so that he can kind of eliminate him from the picture right so then I guess my, my question is, so can't you tell, like, after they are able to defeat this evil god and then basically put him, put her inside the body of Ethan, can't you says, you need to kill him, you need to get rid of this, you need to end it, and he says, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that decision, I'm not going to kill. And that's when he says, and you, you need to release us, we did our part now, you agreed right. to release us. right. So, and, and obviously we find out that he didn't really release them because there's his third personality. Which is probably why he agreed to it in the first place. So, that does that mean then Ethan was in a real insane asylum at the end credit scene? That's the way I interpret it, is that essentially... He's so messed up that they be, they don't kill him, but they, they shuffle him away. And then Conchu's like, yeah, I'm not going to let him stay alive. I'm going to kill and him. And then, yeah, then then that third altar of so, inspectors shoots him, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I think that that whole end credit scene happened in real life, in reality. Right. I think you're right. I think all that um, hollow Ethan Hawke's character – not getting his way and all that stuff and, and just how it ended and all that just kind of caused him. And that's how I'm interpreting it too. Kind of caused him to lose his mind. That's why he ends up in the institution. He was never actually a therapist or a counselor at all. Um, I believe. And then like you say, they haul him away because well, in all reality and in this separate reality, he was, you know, had this power and brought all this to, to, you know, Conchu needs him to to die because he's got this power and this ability and this will, this will to take over all this power. So they have to eliminate him because he could do it again. Yeah. So it's like. So I think both realities exist essentially, and I think that's kind of what they want you to think. They exist, but in different, almost like different universes or different planes of existence. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to think about that too hard. And, well, and I mean, I think that's the whole point of it. They want you to kind of. It kind of keeps you guessing. I mean, we just watched the movie about the, you know, multiverse and or all these yeah, different, right. different universes and stuff. So I think, like you said, that was real world at the end. But the other stuff did happen, and that's why they had to get rid of Ethan Hawke's character because he's still evil, and Conchu wanted to eliminate him. Yeah, and, and yet he still got control over Mark and Stephen, and now Jake, as we see. Right, and it's interesting then because it's like. You almost have your cake and eat it too, right? right? Because Mark ends up doing the right thing and the noble thing, Mark and Stephen. 
<laughs> then they still kill him at the end. Like, yeah. You get to kill him. You get the satisfaction knowing the main character died. I mean, we assume he did, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, In Marvel now, nobody ever dies is what it comes down to. But you also, so you get, you get both of both sides, basically. You get the, yeah, so. Yeah, the, 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 the good, mushy feeling, the, the feel good stuff. And then, oh, yeah, Mark and Steven essentially still did kill him because they have another personality that's doing the work. Yeah. So I think that, um, and because I saw, saw there was like a tweet that was sent out by Disney Plus that originally had said the series finale and then they changed it to season finale. Yeah, I saw that too. So what I think, I think what they did, because there's like this whole like Oscars or awards thing. There's like this weird like political categories, the categories. Yeah. So because they basically said it was a limited series, they were able to be entered as a limited series. But they might still have another season. So yeah, I mean, it, and the speculation was that they goofed up and trying to keep us, you know, at at arm's length and not let us know for sure that there was a mistake, that was a leak. But I mean, we could also speculate the other way. Maybe they're just trying to win an award for that, and then, oops, no, we were just kidding. It's not a limited series. We're gonna have another season, or you know, essentially, there's oh crap, we let it leak that it's a limited series. And then I believe we'll see the Moon Knight character again, obviously. Mm. That's why they had the spoiler yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, right. It'll probably show up in the movies or elsewhere in other series and stuff. But I think Marvel has introduced his character so that we can see him going forward. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Like we had mentioned, I think, in the last episode. He's definitely, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously up in the air if they're going to have a second season. I think that it's pretty. it's a pretty good chance they will. But I think that he'll definitely show up there's just so many strings that i'm trying to keep track of at this well point and between. i mean why would they introduce why would they have this series in the first place if they're not going to bring them into the mcu especially right now that we've seen in this later movie that they're trying to bring in every aspect that they can into the mcu right but i yeah so but what i'm saying is we've got to we've got to keep track of this and then we've got oh, to keep track of everything going on in the that just happened with Doctor Strange, and we'll be doing an episode on that. Besides, and keeping then, track of what we were keep, keeping track of before it was who's, right. Who's actually dead? Who isn't dead? Who's taking over? I mean, there was enough characters before, and and like you say, in the Marvel universe, you never know who's dead for sure. Well, and then the craziness that happened at the end of Spider Man, and then the end credit yeah. scene that happened at the end of um, Eternals, Venom. even Venom, oh, Etern- Eternals, and Shang Chi. I mean, Eternals more so. Like that to me, they were like, I think that that whole situation was that they were trying to basically introduce or like the the voice was of um, Blade. I think. Right. So there's yeah. like this whole. It, it's it's almost like before you watch any Marvel movie or TV show, you have to just go and find a compilation of every single end credit scene and watch it you know before you because <laughs> those are so those you know what's be, going on yeah those are more telling often than the movies themselves or the shows themselves they, they give away so much more in those and like you said yeah i forgot about shang chi and eternals they're, they're trying to bring those in the mcu i mean there are so many characters they're trying to bring in 
and and different universes as a result. And some are villains, some are not villains, and some it's hard to tell if they're villains or not. It's just right. there's so and much craziness to keep track of. This might, makes my head spin, and I don't have to do it. And that why that is another reason why I thought Moon Knight was interesting because he is a good guy, but he's definitely I'm. He's not a Batman. He's not got this strict code. Like, he's okay killing people and getting his right. hands dirty. And he's not above that to well, just the like, greater good. Like, Hawkeye had a past of killing people, you know? I mean, and even Black uh, Black Widow, they, they've had pasts where they were basically assassins or whatever. So, a lot of them have dark pasts. Yeah. So, all that being said, what would you give this series or at least this first season if you had to rank it out of 10 where where, where are you at personally I, with what you saw so far well i guess um i, I mean i was confused at first i it, there was it didn't seem like the storyline it had enough going on but the fact like i said it's it, close to my heart the egyptian culture i've always loved that and the psychological aspects of this really knock it out of the park for me. I, I love that. I mean, they're delving into the psyche of this guy more than other Marvel characters do, even though they, you know, that's the whole idea behind Marvel. They're human beings. So they have everyday problems and everyday thoughts and issues and stuff. This guy goes a little further. In fact, the superpowers actually delve from his alter egos. I mean, like that were psychologically built as self-defense mechanism. So that's just crazier than the other alter egos, you know, but, um, and it, it, it was a little hard to follow at times because action-wise, they were shoving a lot into six episodes. Um, I really liked it. I didn't have a lot of knowledge about the character in the first place. Um, I, and I wonder how they're, just like the Eternals and Shang-Chi, how they're going to introduce this into the MCU. But you got to wonder that with everything they do, they'll find a way. They always do a good job of it. I, I would say at least an eight just because of the features that I like so much. And I like the character. Um that actor is really good. I can't remember his name, but, and, and you know, that he's got a love interest. That was one other thing I want to mention before I ask you the same question. You kind of lost Layla at the end. All of a sudden the, these guys are happy in an apartment and you see the, the end credit scene, but what happened to his wife? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question because that hippo God doesn't seem as controlling or, um, vindictive as Conchu was right so you so think, you think even if she but even if she did still have control over layla we don't know where layla is or what she's doing so whether she's right. got being controlled by the hippo goddess or not you, you just she's just kind of gone yeah i yep I, I think that they'll definitely have you you know bring her that's back a, into the yeah, that's, that's another open-ended part of it, which convinces you that we're going to see more about this. So, right. what did what did right. you think overall on our scale? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say probably right in that like seven and a half to eight. I I definitely liked it. Um, it was just different. Different. Um, I forgot to say that. I love yeah, different and twisted. It was this was very different from anything else we've seen. So. In some ways, I think I enjoyed that, and I, I like to see a new character and what his abilities are. But like you said, there was just parts of it that were that for me, and I know this was the whole point of it, but for me, it just took away from it when it was just overly complicated, or you yeah. were asking like 
and and I get it. Like it's, but it, it just it goes back to what I said about you know you have Iron Man and then you have Thor and Captain America and you're like okay I can I can I can get behind this in terms of like my reality isn't completely shattered. But with this, it's like you you gotta just throw any type of like basis of reality out the window. I mean, right. if you didn't already do that in Eternals. Like, there's no, like, well, yeah, he's just a really smart engineer who created a suit. Like, you've completely jumped the ship. There's a you, – you have to take that leap in, like, understanding or that leap in, like, suspend your, you know, issues with reality or whatever. Well, it's, it's hard to so, know what's real and what's dream sequence or if it's all dream sequence. It's like, – like you said about the movie uh, with um, – uh, what was it called? Where he he's he thinks he's on a deserted island and ends up in the mental institution. What movie? Um, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you're talking about uh, Shutter Island. Yeah. Or are you talking that, about no uh, Shutter Inception? Shutter Island? Shutter Island is the one I'm talking about. It's like the whole time you're convinced that he's you know going through all this, and then it ends where he's you know just reliving this situation all because he's mentally ill. That. I mean, it was a nice spin at the end that, you know, he didn't expect, but that made you know what was real and what wasn't. This, like you said, it's kind of up in the air. It's it's left up to interpretation, which on one hand I like because I've got a pretty good imagination. I know you do too. But on the other hand, it's kind of, it's nice to know where the home base is and what, you know, where the storyline's going to go. It's it's impossible to know, you know, this way. Well, but I, I would also add that they want you to believe that the Egyptian purgatory is real right so there's that leap in that that's that's kind of what i'm getting at is you can't go through this and just think oh he was having a dream like no i know that's what i mean it's it's impossible to know what i mean not impossible but it's left up to interpretation what's real and what isn't whereas in these other shows and 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 movies you you know by the end of it you know what is and what isn't this one you still can't know for sure you don't have a totem that to, you can spin that says this is you know if it falls down you're in reality or whatever right. you don't have that uh, the benefit of that were yeah so right i guess that's good and bad like i said for me that was kind of what took away from it a little bit that i wouldn't have had it up higher on my list but i enjoyed it still it wasn't you know like i regretted watching it or anything so right but that's anyways that's that's kind of all I've got. Is there anything else you wanted to cover in terms of Moon Knight or um, MCU in general or anything else that you kind of thought of or had, you know, deep feelings about? Uh, I don't know. Well, I, get, I mean, I like I said, I, I wondered what happened to Layla. She was a pretty important character and ha- ha- had a lot to do with, um, you know, saving Mark and Steven and stuff. Um I do believe, like you said, why would they introduce this character if they're not going to go further on either with the series? But I think we'll see these these characters again in the MCU. Um, like you said, it, it was a little hard to know what reality is, where your feet actually land in, in which real world. But um, overall, it's definitely worth watching. It's different. Um, the psychological aspects really drew me in. I think it's, it's just yet another layer that they're adding to the MCU. At some point, to your point about this, even is it almost? I hate to use the word overkill, but are they introducing too many things at one time that it's just going to be just a, a mind fuck where you just 
overwhelmed by all that's going on and it's just too hard to keep track you got to watch the movie 10 times to have any idea what's going on i I mean is that possible i'm I'm afraid it might be but they usually do a good job of reeling it in so i guess that's where my head is at or all yeah and and i guess for me it's it's there has to be some sort of a avengers movie to bring them all together i think i think the model that they used um before with you know, introduce individual characters and then bring them together. I think that worked out well. And I, I, I would expect, hopefully soon, they're going to have that that type of team-up movie. It's uh, going to be a we'll lot see. going on in that, even more than Endgame. Yeah, and I think that it's going to end up being, because there's like the Secret Wars whole storyline, like I think there's going to be some things going on with that. I think that they're going to have separate team-ups too. Like sure. I think, I think like on a cosmic level, the Eternals are going to meet up with like Guardians of the Galaxy or some other or entities Mar- or Captain Marvel or even yeah. Thor. So I think I think there's going to be that, and then obviously, if you had X Men that they're going to they did or are going to introduce, you've got Fantastic Four. There's like this whole like I think it's going to be like two or three team up movies before they actually have this giant movie. What I think is going to be called secret wars and how are they going to bring deadpool in which one of those angles do they bring Deadpool? that's the most important question i think that we need to to be focusing on hell yeah um i i honestly was expecting him to show up in dr strange i think i even saw something that said there was a spoiler that he was going to oh really and so i remember a while back i was like i gotta watch that movie with you and just watch your face when he comes on screen yeah that would have been awesome but yeah. Oh, we don't mean to spoil the movie. It was really good. There's a lot of new things introduced if we kind of alluded to already, but yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That'll be our next episode. Right. So anyways, anything else you wanted to before we sign off? No, I think, I think we did a pretty good job covering it. Maybe not the best synopsis, but I mean, you kind of get the gist of the show and you should yeah. go watch it if you don't. Yeah. I think in, uh, with every one of these series, definitely take the time to watch it if you can definitely worth it so definitely but anyways like we always like to say getting old is mandatory thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) what kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now